I'm Deidre. And I'm Chelsea. And we're giving you a million murders. Spot on every time. Yes. That's not true, but... Yeah, it's not. <laughs> but it's fine. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome back. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. It is 4th of July weekend, mm-hmm. and we're recording all the episodes for the month for y'all, so... Yeah, since guests gotta be so expensive. Yeah, and there's a lot going on, so... Yeah. We've started doing once a month, and... We just go ahead and get them all done, and it's working out pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, we are back. I am going to do, for this episode, I, so when I'm at work, I'll go to search something, like Google something, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, and I guess because I'm like super true crime, it will um, pull up all these stories like, just these random, shocking, true crime stories will just pop up mm. on my page. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my it's gosh. It's the government. <laughs> it's like they know. And so, I'm like, these are such good stories, but it's not enough to cover a whole case on, because it'll be like stuff that's just starting out or breaking yeah. news. So, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to put these together, and I'm going to tell you all about them. Mm-hmm. So, that's what this is going to be. So, these are Deidre's. Shocking news stories of June. So they'll always be a month behind because we only report right. once. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. That'd be all right. Yeah. Okay. So, story number one is this. A recent DNA test showed that a man who was found not guilty in the murder of a horse groomer at a Florida racetrack more than 30 years ago was, in fact, the killer. Ooh. Yep, and this was what the authorities said on Wednesday, June 15th. Lawyers for the man Robert Earl Hayes had asked investigators in 2020 to retest the strands of hair found in the hand of the horse groomer Pamela Albertson after she was raped and killed in February 1990 at the Pompano Beach racetrack in South Florida, where they both worked. The lawyers believed that the findings would help exonerate their client in the 1987 killing of another racetrack worker in Oneida County, New York, for which Mr. Hayes is currently in prison. In the New York case, Mr. Hayes pleaded guilty to manslaughter, arson, and burglary, burglary, and, burglary. Bur- and burglary in 2004. He I'm was a burger. Huh? I want a burger. Burger sounds good right now. Mm, you know, 4th of July weekend, we're going to get them grilled burgers. Yep, the hamburglar. <laughs> we all turn into the hamburglars <laughs> of the holidays, don't we? <laughs> the hamburglar. Mm-hmm. <gasps> you'll get that one. Yep. The hamburglar. No. Lord have mercy. I cannot. So, <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was sentenced to 15 to 45 years in prison and is eligible for parole in 2025. But investigators also retested vaginal DNA collected from Mrs. Albertson and found that it was a match with Mr. Hayes, Mm. effectively proving that he was guilty all along, Mm -hmm. said Harold F. Pryor, the Broward County State Attorney in Florida. Can't run from that. 
Yeah, I was like, you know that his lawyers thought he was innocent. Because oh, yeah. you wouldn't do that unless you, you know, he. so he either lied to him or whatever. But they were like, well, we'll do this to prove that you're innocent. Yeah. To help. And it's like, no, no, he didn't kill both of them. Spoiler alert. Yep, he did eat. So, Mr. Pryor cannot retry Mr. Hayes, now 58, in the Florida case because the Constitution prohibits people from being retried for substantially the same crime if they were already acquitted. So, it's double jeopardy. Mm -hmm. So, he was already tried and was acquitted for the first murder, but now they know. So, Mr. Pryor is asking the parole board in New York to keep Mr. Hayes in custody. We believe it is just as relevant to speak the truth about what happened in this case, Mr. Pryor said, and try to hold Mr. Hayes accountable to the extent possible, as it is to exonerate those who are innocent. He added that his office would speak to the parole board in New York to ensure Mr. Hayes is not released from prison. The Innocence Project of New York, which represented Mr. Hayes, did not comment on Wednesday, saying via email that Mr. Hayes' attorney, former attorney, could not be reached. Barbara Hayer, Ms. Mr. Hayes's lawyer in Florida, did not immediately respond to a call and email seeking comment on Wednesday either. She told the Associated Press that Mr. Hayes had admitted to having sex with Miss Albertson, so it would make sense to find his DNA, DNA. on her. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, but... <laughs> but really, though? Yeah. This case comes as prosecutors and defense lawyers across the country continue to employ DNA testing, a powerful tool in courtrooms that has sometimes led to people being exonerated for wrongful convictions or helped investigators find the perpetrators in cold killings from decades ago. I was like, what is that? But it's a motorcycle. <laughs> Mr. Hayes was initially convicted of raping and murdering Miss Albertson in 1991 and sentenced to death, Mr. Pryor said in the statement, but the conviction was overturned by the Florida Supreme Court in 1995 after it questioned the reliability of the original DNA test, which was one of the first of its kind in the state, he said. Hmm. The court's ruling had stemmed from a technique of DNA testing called band shifting that it deemed unreliable. It involved slightly tweaking the bands on a DNA test, which would have been on X-ray film in the 1990s, said Dan Crane, a professor of biology at Wright State University, who has researched tools to evaluate DNA evidence for criminal investigations. The court was saying if the band shifting didn't occur, this wouldn't be a good match, Professor Crane said. But it would. Yeah, like... But I guess it's not reliable enough to... Because you're, like, kind of altering the DNA, so I guess they're like... "Hmm." So they let him off. This evidence was not allowed during the second trial. A Florida jury found Mr. Hayes not guilty at a retrial in 1997. In the 1990s, DNA tests required a much larger sample size to be effective, like a bloodstain the size of a quarter. Now, the quantity needed for an accurate DNA test is too small for the naked eye to see, Mm. which is so cool. That is neat. Yeah, like, I love it. Often, he said, all that's required are the few cells left behind, by the touch of a fingertip. Wow. So, y'all better, you better watch out. You better not shout. You better (laughs) not cry. I'm telling you why. Cause them DNA people gonna get you tonight. (laughs) Tonight. Okay. Like, just a few cells. 
Mm-hmm. That's all it, it takes, boo. That's all it takes. They're going to get you. They're going to get you. <laughs> it's likely investigators in 2021 did a differential extraction DNA test for this case, which separates sperm cells from other types of cells, Professor Crane said. The cells can still be detected even decades later, especially if they are kept in a cool, dark laboratory. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. That's insane. It's so it's neat. cool. Science. Science. <laughs> I love it. Mr. Hayes' association with the Florida case led the authorities in New York to charge him with manslaughter in the killing of Leslie Dickerson in 1987. She was a horse groomer at the Vernon Downs racetrack 40 miles east of Syracuse. Mrs. Dickinson's death had initially been ruled a suicide, but it was reinvestigated after Mr. Hayes was charged in the killing of Miss Albertson. Mrs. Dickerson had been found by the authorities hanging in her apartment Ooh, is it Dickerson or Dickinson? Because you said both. Dickinson. So I've just been saying it in any kind of way. I'm sorry. So it's Dickinson? Dickinson. Okay. Well, you said Dickerson first, then Dickinson, and then Dickerson <laughs> again. I was like, which one is it? <laughs> Dickinson. Okay. Okay. Miss Dickinson has been found, had been found by authorities, hanging in her apartment. Gosh. Covered in blood and with multiple stab wounds on her wrist and neck according to a report from the Broward County Sheriff's Office. Ugh. Lawyers from the Innocence Project of New York argued that the hairs found on Mrs. Albertson's hands had belonged to a man who also worked on the same racetrack circuit as Mr. Hayes and both victims, and who they believed was the real killer, Mr. Pryor said. The latest DNA testing, however, showed that some of the hair belonged to Mrs. Albertson and not to Mr. Hayes or the other racetrack worker. Donna Dickinson helps Mrs. Dickinson's sister said in a statement on Wednesday that one of her biggest regrets was that Mr. Hayes took her from us and she never got to know both her nieces and great nieces and nephews. Mm. I still miss her, she said, and cry when I think of her. I know, that's sad. Yeah, I know. But now they know it wasn't. And that's terrible whenever people kill people and then they try to stage it as a suicide. Mm -hmm. Because then... And then it gets ruled as a suicide. As a suicide, yeah. Because then people are just like, well, what happened? You know, and you're like in that in between of like, did she really do it? Yeah. Or did somebody else do this to her? And, you know, so it's terrible. But, you know, even though they can't convict him, they're going to try to keep him in. Yeah. Because <clears throat> he murdered this other lady, too. And it's like people who works with at the racetrack. I thought that was so weird. Yeah, that is weird. Like two different racetracks. I was like, oh. So, that was story number one. How many stories did we get? Uh, three. Mm. Yeah, so three. So, story number two. A bulldozer operator found human remains in the Marysville landfill 45 years ago. Officials finally found out who the remains belonged to this month, which would be last month, after decades of searching, DNA tests, and the case growing colder. The remains were found September 7, 1977, and the coroner's office at the time labeled the body as John Doe, saying it appeared he died about two weeks before the remains were found. The Snohomish Snohomish (laughs) County Sheriff's Office, SCSO, said it appeared the trash actually came from business dumpsters in downtown Seattle. So this is Washington. I don't think I said that, but yeah, so Seattle. An autopsy was done, but officials couldn't determine what actually killed the victim. 
identified only as a white male between 20 and 40 years old, probably between 5'8 and 6 feet tall, weighing 155 to 160 and had long black hair. The body was never identified and he was buried at the Marysville Cemetery mm-hmm. about two weeks later. Yeah. That's sad. I know, which was a common practice at the time. SCSO admits the case grew cold until 2008 when Detective Jim Scharf's cold case team picked it up. They entered the information into the National Crime Information Center, NCIC, in 2009. Two years later, they exhumed the body for more DNA. Officials would later re-examine the remains in March 2012, even reconstructing the cranium and reassembling skeletal remains. Wow. Yeah, and this took years to do. Yeah. It was yeah, because 77. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, that was when it was found, but then they, like, took all the remains and reconstructed them, because like, I guess... So, that was, like, 23, Well, 33, Well, they started doing it in 2012, so I think it took nine years, because then it was April 2021 when they returned, the SCSO returned to Othram, who has helped them in the past... Um. So, like, yeah, I guess they like got it together, and then they sent it mm-hmm. off to this Othram place, and um, it's a Texas-based lab that has helped them like identify people, and mm-hmm. so they came through again. Come through. They come through, and were able to develop a DNA profile, and they found that the man was. Science. Yes. <laughs> they found that the man was predominantly Native American. So in the beginning, they thought he was a white, a white man. And, he, uh, and he's actually Native American. Officials then took the profile and were able to make family trees and learned Blaine has tricks. Disappeared in 1977 after hopping a train to Spokane, Washington with his brother Clayton Ross has tricks. Ross returned home to North Dakota, but Blaine was never found or heard from again. Hmm. Yeah. Officials with the Bureau of Indian Affairs were able to get DNA from relatives, which confirmed his identity. Records, however, last show Blaine in Spokane in February 1977. Um, and deputies say they are asking for your help to find out how he may have ended up in Seattle. If you have any information, you're asked to call. No, you're asked to contact the SCSO tip line at 425 388 Three eight four five. So, anybody listening out there, do you have anything? Contact them. Yep, contact SCSO. So, yeah, so they still don't know what really happened well, yeah. to them, but they know, you know. And I would say, you know, as these stories update, I'll let you know, but I already know I'm going to forget. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, <I'm... laughs> so, just, you know, we've got, so far, we've got um, the one that. You know, they don't need any information, but this is about Blaine has tricks. Um, and he his body was found in 1977. So you call that SCSO tip line if you mm-hmm. have anything. And, you know, if you want to keep updated on it. Cause yeah. I know I'm going to forget because I'm really bad about I, that. I am too. Yeah. Now, this third story is crazy. Mm. Like, I couldn't believe it. Um, it was ooh, really. Ooh, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> ooh, ooh, mm, 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 yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think she won't me. Won't me. I can leave alone. Nah. Oh, I, I was know. like, girl. Yeah, I don't know, girl. girl. No, whatever. Father so, God. <laughs> so, 
the family of a couple murdered more than four decades ago finally has some answers about what happened to their baby daughter Hmm. who was not found among the remains of her parents how old like toddler Hmm. authorities were previously unable to determine the identities of two people found dead in a wooded area in houston in 1981 according to a statement from the office of texas attorney general ken paxton They were likely murdered between December 1980 and January 1981, Brent Webster, Texas First Assistant Attorney General, said during a press conference Thursday afternoon. And so this was like early this month that I saw this. Oh, okay. So that's when this is talking about, early in the month. Yeah, early June. June 2022. (laughs) This changed last year when investigators used genetic genealogy. Come on. I'm telling you. There's been a ton of these. They're making so much headway with cases, and I love it. I'm like, solve the mystery. Mystery. Because I'm living for it. So, yeah, they used genetic genealogy to positively identify the bodies as Florida couple Tina Gail Lynn Klaus and Harold Dean Klaus Jr., according to Paxton. The The couple's family members had not heard from them since October 1980, according to the statement. While baby Holly was left at a church in Arizona, Webster said. Two women who identified themselves as members of a nomadic religious group brought Holly to that church, Webster said. They were wearing white robes and were barefoot and said their religious beliefs, including separated male and female members and practicing vegetarian habits and not using or wearing leather goods. Hmm. The women also indicated that they had given up a baby before at a laundromat, Webster said. Investigators believe the group traveled around the southwest U.S., including Arizona, California, and Texas, and had, not, and had been seen in the region asking for food. Around the time of their murders, the families of baby Holly received a call from someone identifying herself as Sister Susan, who said she wanted to return their car to them in exchange for money, Webster said. The woman said that the couple had joined their religious group and no longer wanted contact with their families and were giving up all their possessions. The family agreed and contacted local authorities. When they met at a racetrack in Daytona, several people, two to three women and possibly a man, showed up. Police officers purportedly took the women into custody, but there is no record of a police report on file that has been found yet something Webster describes as common for the time. Hmm. So, baby Holly, Mm -hmm. you know, her parents were murdered. They found them in Houston. Mm -hmm. And then she was, like, never heard of again. Like, and the parents, so that, like, what's going on is the parents of the father, Harold, Mm -hmm. got a phone call from that sister Susan lady and was like, listen, they've joined a cult. They're not going to be able to talk to y'all again. They're selling all their possessions. And it was his mom's car that he had in Texas, but they were from mm-hmm. Florida. So they were like, if you want it, we'll bring it to you. So they brought them the car and... Knowing they were already dead? Yeah. What? I mean, pr- most likely. Yeah. But yeah. And then they dropped baby Holly off at a church in Arizona. Why didn't they give him to... Give her to... Because then... Oh yeah, that would um, that would blow their cover, you know. Just kidding, because they're joining the cult. Yeah, so 
Yeah, so the family that raised baby Holly are not suspects in the murder of her biological parents, Webster said. Once the bodies were identified, the family began searching for baby Holly, who was recently reunited with the family after many years, Paxton Mm. said. On Tuesday, baby Holly met some members of her parents' family virtually. So, after all this time, they found baby Holly, and I'll tell you how they did all that, but the baby was fine. Yeah. But they took the baby from Texas and dropped her off in Arizona at a church. So, like, it's really weird, but it'll keep going more. Baby Holly's grandmother, Donna Casasanta, said in a statement that finding her granddaughter was a birthday present from heaven. Oh, I know. It's so sweet. Since she was found on her father's birthday. I know. I prayed for more than 40 years for answers, and the Lord has revealed some of it, Casasanta said. Come on, Jesus. I know. It was so sweet, Mm because, I mean... They just didn't know what happened to them. And for 40 years, they just thought, well, they can't talk to us ever again. And it was the 80s, so, you know. And nobody, it's a whole thing. Nobody. So, it's super sweet. But um, Cheryl Klaus, Holly's aunt, said it was so exciting to meet her for the first time. It is such a blessing to be reassured that she is all right and has had a good life. The whole family slept well last night. Rick Allen Ross is a world-renowned cult expert. He's worked with numerous law enforcement agencies, including the FBI, Mm -hmm. and he said that he testified at the criminal trial of Keith Raniere, which is the leader of Nexium, which is that, like, sex cult that was terrible, and they branded the women, and the whole thing. Um, Insanity. Yeah. He's the author of Cults Inside Out as well, so he's, like, this, like, super cult guy. Hmm. He knows all the stuff. Ross has participated in about 500 cult interventions wow. I know around the world. He's been following the Holly Marie mystery and last week's announcement from the Texas Attorney General's office. Two women who identified themselves, you know, as the religious group mm-hmm. that brought Holly to the church, um, you know, wearing the robes and all that stuff, um, and the separation from male and female members, that information rang bells for Ross. Mm-hmm. And he said he's familiar with a group that is very similar. Ross believes Christ family is the group investigators are talking about. So, like, as this was happening and unfolding, like, I saw it, like, the first day it came out. And mm-hmm. it was just, like, baby Holly found after 40 years. And I'm That's like... That's crazy. I know. And I was like, what's going on? And so I'm reading it, and it's talking about, like how this so i didn't know what was going on and it was like there was a picture of like an age progressed photo Mm -hmm. and i was thinking what happened and then i found out her parents were murdered and they found her and i was like wait what like what is going on and then it kept more stuff kept coming out coming out and it was like now they think that this cult is behind the killings of the parents and i was like what and then this guy comes out there's a lot of cult killings yeah like it's people don't realize yeah like well and it's just yeah if you get in a cult you're in danger you in danger danger girl. danger yeah it's a mess so he's done all this research about cults and he was like my mind immediately went to christ family yeah. the fact that this is a wandering nomadic group that they would go from state to state and the group would typically make demands they would say we don't want your child you should send your child away. Children were not treated well in the group. 
They were actually treated as excess baggage. Yeah, there's no other group that fits this profile, Ross said. Investigators said that in the fall of 1980, Holly Marie Klaus was left at a church in Arizona, which we know that. It's kind of getting repetitive, sorry. The remains of Tina and Dean Klaus, Holly's parents, were found off Wallaceville Road in North Harris County in January of 1981. This past March, you know, they found them. They said, we need to find pieces of the puzzle to solve this crime. Ross believes he knows what happened. He said, I strongly suspect the group is responsible for what happened. Wow. Yeah, so <clears throat> some of the stuff wasn't included, but I was reading on it. And so they, I thought that they lived in Texas. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking, okay. They probably how, travel, don't they? Who? The cult. Yeah, they're nomadic. So, like, they're nomads. They okay, roam yeah. around everywhere. But it was, I was like, okay, so they lived in Houston. They were murdered. The baby was left there. Because at first they were just, it didn't tell what happened. Right. I was like, where was the baby? Did somebody like find out they were missing and find the baby and child protective services? Like, I didn't know what happened. Yeah. Or if like she ended up in foster care mm-hmm. and got adopted, I had no clue. Well, what happened was, so they moved from Florida to Louisville, Texas. And then Louisville, they were found in Houston though. Yeah. So Louisville to Houston is like almost four hours away. Oh, wow. yeah. Yes, because I was trying to figure out, like, how did everybody not sync this together? Because they would talk a lot, like Dean and his family, mm-hmm. or Harold, Harold Dean. Him and his family would talk a lot, and then all of a sudden they stopped hearing from him. And they didn't really know what happened, but this is the 80s, and so it's not like people have cell phones. Yeah. And they can just, you know, I'm sure they maybe knew where they lived, but, I mean, from Florida to Texas is, you know, yeah, a good way. Yeah. <clears throat> so... They, um, but now it makes sense because they were, their bodies were moved four hours away and dumped in Houston in a wooded area. So then people didn't know what happened. I'm sure they thought maybe they moved or they just abandoned the house. Yeah. But nobody knew what happened. And then they took the child from Louisville. They went to Houston, dropped her parents' bodies off. And then they went out to Arizona, which Arizona is not close to Uh -uh. Houston. Like, Houston's on the east side of Texas Mm -hmm. and Arizona. And, like, you have to travel all the way across Texas, which can take hours. Oh, yeah. So, you know, they they dropped her off at this church, and then these people ended up adopting her. And she had this wonderful life and went on about her business, had no clue what happened. And then the national... um, like the missing and exploited children, um, police forces in Arizona, police forces in Texas, all these people got together because when they were finally able to identify the parents, they were like, oh, there was a baby involved and we don't know where the baby is. They were trying to find the baby. They didn't know what happened. They did the age progression. And then somebody found baby Holly and was like, hey, this kind of looks like you. And, you know, and then they found out and they just connected all the pieces. And she was found, and she's alive, and she's had a good life. But now she knows that her parents yeah, were like, murdered. Yeah, could you imagine? No. So luckily, she had a good life. She had a good upbringing. Yeah, that's good. Everything I'm glad. Was, yeah, everything was fine on her but end. But it had to have been so hard to yeah. hear, oh, well, your real parents were murdered. Yeah, like your bio parents were killed brutally. And you were left, like. Left in a ditch. Kind of in the mix of it. Yeah, because she was taken yeah. and carried across the country to be dropped off Mm -hmm. at a random church in Arizona and like 
you know, it's weird that the parents were killed, but she wasn't killed. Yeah, that is kind of odd. You know, I don't know. that Because in general, I mean, you said the kids weren't treated right anyways. Like, they were just... Yeah, like they were treated poorly and they were excess baggage. So, like, they didn't want you to take your children. Yeah. They wanted you to give your you children You would think up. they would have killed... Yeah, just killed the, killed the baby. Because, I mean, she was like... It's been 40 years, and I feel like she's, like, 42 now. So, she so was, she like... she was, like, a couple of years she, old. She was... Yeah, she was a baby. So, she doesn't remember anything, obviously. Thank and God. Yeah. You know, but, like, if she could... You know, it kind of would have been if she could see. And that may be why she was spared, because she was so young. So, yeah. it's like, well, she's not really a threat, but they couldn't give her to the grandparents because that would have given their cover-up. Right. But, yeah, I could not believe that. That's crazy. So, I hope that they can figure out who these people were, yeah. you know, and like, it sounds like this guy may be right on the money with this cold, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. Cause like, is the cult still around? Like I, I didn't check into yeah. it. Yeah. It probably, it probably is. Yeah. Like you just never know. I feel like they're not as common or openly common as normal. I like those. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But now that, these are, this is probably going to be something I do. Yeah. You know, just whenever I see them. Like, yeah. if I start seeing a couple of them again, but I mean, last month, I mean, they were just coming left and right and left and right. And I was like, oh, wow. But this baby Holly one kind of stuck out to you. Yeah. Like, I really am interested. I mean, I'm interested in all of them, but the baby Holly one is, you know, I like it. Also, there was another one. Um, and I'm sure some people have already heard about it, but there was a man, I think in South Carolina and he had a heart attack while he was burying a dead body. Yes. So he was burying the dead body in the yard. He already had like dug part of it and he had the body in there and then he has a heart attack. Karma. Yeah. And I think I'm pretty sure he died. Wow. And he called the amp. He called 911 because he was having a heart attack and it's like, Oh, well, how are you going to explain this body, sir? So Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. Look at you. Trying to bury your body. Have Look a heart at you attack. looking at how you looking. Uh-huh. <laughs> Guilty. Okay. <laughs> so it was funny because I had heard about it. I think one of the therapists had told me about it. I don't know if it was Shelby. Hey, Shelby. Hey, girl. Yes, Shelby is a supporter. So um, I don't know if it was Shelby who told me or if it was somebody else, but I think we were all talking about it. But yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that's insane. It was Shelby. It was Shelby. But yeah, so that's another one. I was going to add it and I forgot. So I was like, well, I'll just talk another about one it. Puts the dust. Another one. So those are it for. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that. Thank you. You're so welcome. yeah, I'll try to keep it up. When I have some, some really good ones, I'll, I'll throw them, throw some together for y'all. That is it. Um, if you have any. Oh, also I'm putting together listener stories. Um, and it may be like a Halloween special Mm -hmm. because I've got enough set up that like I'm good until like almost October. So if you all have any ghost stories that you want to tell, just send us an email and I'll put them together because I already have one of our listeners stories and Mm. it's like 1600 words already. Oh, wow. Yeah. Who is it? Stephanie. Oh, yeah. Hi, girl. Hey. So, yeah, I'm really excited because she's got some really good storage. I can't wait to tell y'all about them. But you'll have to wait a couple of months because I think it's going to be my October mm. my October one. But, yeah, send me, send us those, and I'll put them together. And you can email them 
at a million murders at gmail.com. And you can hop over to our Instagram, a million murders, and look at our pictures of the cases we do, of the people that are rude and kill people. And you can see the victims. And you can also go to our Facebook group. And sometimes we'll, we try to post as much as we can. Um, I posted a picture a while ago of us recording, but if you have any questions, concerns, or anything, you can always comment on that or something. Or if you wanted to start a conversation or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatnot, or give um, suggestions, you can do it there too if you want. Just whatever you want to do. Yes. We will collect either way. Yes. Absolutely. And thank you for listening because we appreciate all y'all. Yes, we appreciate you very, very much. And we love our listeners. Yes, we love you. So, thank you for tuning in. And uh, (laughs) we hope you come back for a a million more. Bye. Goodbye. Farewell. It's like goodbye. It's a thing now. I know. We just might as well do it every time. Just so long. Farewell. and goodbye. But one day I'm gonna do it, and you're gonna have to say Avitasen. And I'll forget. I'll be like, (laughs) Avitasen, (laughs) Avitasen. Goodbye.